Number one. Miss any part of the show? Every moment of every show is available in podcast form by searching Hans and Scotty on your favorite podcasting platform or online at kslsports.com. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Hey, Jude, don't make it bad. Take a sad song and make it better. Remember to let her into your heart. Then you can start to make it better. Hanson Scotty, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. You know, we talk about love. We talk about uh, Valentine's Day. You know, it's a great place to spend Valentine's Day. Laramie, Wyoming. Because tomorrow or tonight or right after the show, I get in the car, drive to Laramie. And we got a game tomorrow in Wyoming. I'll be doing the show tomorrow in Laramie, Thursday and Friday in uh, Fort Collins. That's where they do get their roses at gas stations. You know, buddy, I don't typically feel bad for you because I think you're living your dream. But this one actually makes me feel kind of bad for you. Because Wyoming in February on the day of love is miserable. Yes. That's terrible. Yeah. So what do you, uh, yeah, but obviously you've got plans because I know you don't like to act like you're a romantic, but I think you take care of business. At least that's what came across to all of us when we were at that Mexican restaurant. <laughs> I knew where you were going. <laughs> and Jenny came on for a minute. Yeah, Scotty does. <laughs> Express some pretty nice things about you. <laughs> uh, no, I, I mean, look, I mean. You know, I, I think we're going to celebrate when I get home. Okay. Well, good I, enough. There's a, there's a few things that... Uh, there will be no I, complaints. I uh, I told the kids, like, look, there are things that are taken care of that you need to make sure get delivered. And uh, and if they drop the ball on that, then there they're going to be some hell to pay. Okay. But things are set in motion. Things are set in motion, okay. yes. Glad you got it. And so help me if they screw it up, there can be some problems. And should be. Yeah. I already got uh, I already got one phone call today from the uh or well my wife did from the uh school. I already had one kid get a little sideways at school today. And now you're headed out of town. And now I'm heading out of town where she has to deal with that. That's fun. That's always fun when the wife or when your wife gets a phone call from the principal. Oh yeah, those are great times. Those are nothing better dealt with that a few times oh i can't wait to tell you this story off the air it's a pretty bad uh did he get sent home no he does he does have detention okay i've dealt with that to uh, man i want to tell the story on the air i probably shouldn't though <laughs> tell it what he do no no we leave our we live our lives on air parents are out there dealing with all kinds of things let's just say he was trying to get a little handsy with the vending machine Oh no! <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is the vending machine thinking about filing charges? That's that's what I've always worried about. No, no. He he claims that a kid had uh, a friend of his had uh, you know you know the money wasn't 
put the money in and didn't go, and so he was trying to get what was rightfully what was rightfully his, his friends. friends. <laughs> wink, wink, nod. Oh, that's good. All right. Uh, so we talked a little bit about the Jazz. We talked a little bit about the concern of the Jazz. But here's the thing. We, we thought the Jazz would be hanging in there. And when the basketball season started, you know, you, you had high expectations. You know who we did not have high expectations for was BYU. We thought BYU would be in the dumps when it comes to college basketball. And look at this team hanging in their hands. Yeah, they're doing a lot of things well. And they've got a big game tonight. Uh, Central Florida was picked dead last in the Big 12 preseason poll. And they've put together a decent Big 12 record. They're 4-6. and six. I mean, they're trying to fight to get past 500. And BYU is currently sitting at 500. So... BYU has well exceeded expectations, and Central Florida has to come into the Marriott Center and try to find their fifth win. They would be 5-6 and six in Big 12 play. They sit 13-9 and nine in season play right now, but they're going to come in. They're going to fight their butts off. The good news for BYU is, Scotty, they've got Ali Khalifa back, yeah. and it, they just run like a more well-oiled machine when Ali Khalifa is on the floor. He came back against Kansas State and came back with six assists and didn't turn the ball over and hit a couple of three-pointers. He was perfect from outside, went 2-2 two, two on threes and did everything that he's expected to do. He, he just gets the offense into rhythm, and he, I don't know how much you've had a chance to watch him since you're covering Utah State and calling for Utah State, but... He is so good. His vision is so solid, and his passing is so accurate that he just raises the level of everybody's offensive ability when he's out on the floor. Yeah. So having Khalifa back is huge. When Waterman's on, Waterman is absolutely deadly, and you just hope that Dallin Hall can find his stroke. Dallin Hall was the only one that struggled a little bit against Kansas State, or at least the only one I felt really struggled against Kansas State. Just couldn't hit from the perimeter and couldn't find his stroke. But when when he's hot, he's one of the best guards in college basketball. Okay, so you go down the list. You got Jackson Robinson shooting 36% from three. Dallin Hall at 37%. Trevin Neal at 42%. And Noah Waterman at 37%. And all of those guys, and uh, you know, all four of those guys have attempted, you know, nearly a hundred three-pointers on the season uh dallin hall at 93 trevin nell 122 Noah waterman 117 jackson robinson 147 the only one who's had some struggles at, at shooting the three that's been over 100 attempts is spencer johnson who's at 31 percent and has attempted 107 threes on the season i tell you what i mean that's it's a crazy percentage there's a reason why when you look at three-point percentage, BYU's nearly top 50 in the country at 37%, and also at three-point, you know, at uh, nearly 50% of their their field goal attempts are from three. Yeah. And so when you're shooting 37%, yes, you absolutely should be shooting a high number of threes. Mm-hmm. What they've developed on offense. Now, look, yes, there's a lot of people out there like, okay, well, you live by the die or live by the three, die by the three. Yeah, that's true. But right now, BYU's doing pretty well and it's keeping him in a lot of games and giving them a lot of early success and when you come into a conference like the big 12 in a situation where 
you're probably going to be behind the eight ball from a talent standpoint right out of the gate. Not saying that BYU can't elevate themselves. You've got to do something that's going to differentiate yourself. What can you do better than everybody else in the conference? Okay, well, let's go all in on this free-flowing offense where we're going to shoot a lot of threes, and it's going to keep us in a lot of games. Now, it might kill us in some games, sure, but I think that's it was a smart choice of Mark Pope to make that transition, and you and I talked to him about it, and he said, look, that was a conscious decision we made in the offseason saying, look, what are we going to do to be different? What are we going to do to try to make a jump into this conference and say this is who we are? And I, I, like the, I like the direction they're going right now. Yeah, their perimeter attack has been unique, and it's been solid. And as long as they hit, they could do a lot of damage. Um, you know, the other thing is you, you're watching an uptick in the BYU's defensive side. They, they are really picking up the pace defensively. And they've broke into Kim Palm's top 25 in adjusted defensive metrics. And they are holding teams below their perimeter percentages. When you watch them, they do a really good job of closing and attacking to the outside, forcing contested three onlys. At least it's, it's improved. I think it's improved throughout the season pretty dramatically. And I think that goes back to really good coaching, good head coaching, good assistant coaching to get them really flying out to the outside and trying to contest because they're going to see some of that. And, you know, you go back to the last time they played against Central Florida. Central Florida was held to just 58 points. And now they got to come into the Marriott Center. And I'm expecting BYU to get another win. I'm expecting BYU to break over that 500 mark get themselves uh, above 500 in Big 12 play and continue to build their NCAA tournament resume. Right yeah. now, they're comfortably in. Right now. Oh, yeah. No, they're fine. Right now, not only are they comfortably in, but there's talks of it being a more significant seed than we would have ever imagined this BYU team potentially being seeded. Yeah. And – I don't know. You've you've done this for a lot of years. I know that you did a couple of of mock seating um, committees and and some other things that you've done. How much historically? How much has seeding, when you're talking about one or two seeds, you know, going from instead of a seven seed or an eight seed going maybe to a five or six seed how much does that play in a in a role in your ability to make a run in the tournament it, not as much as you'd think because ultimately it just comes down to matchups you know because you can be a nine seed and make a run in the tournament if the matchups are you know because every team just there's some teams that just match up better against other teams than than others i mean it just when you look at the strength of BYU, if they go up against a, a Virginia or a team that really plays a slow, methodical style and limits possessions, that's a bad matchup for BYU. Um, if they play a fast-paced team where there's a lot of possessions, that's more apropos to what BYU does, and that would play into their game a little bit more. So I would say it's great from a, hey, look, we're a five-seed or we're a six-seed or we're a four-seed. I mean, that's, that's great to puff your chest out, but it's more important about having the right matchups in who you play in the first and your second and, and potentially your third round more than it does your higher seed. Because traditionally, yeah, you know, you, you know, on paper it should be like, okay, well, we're a four and we're playing a 13. That should be an easy victory, and it probably should be. But at the end of the day, the next round you're playing a really good team. Yeah. 
And so it doesn't, you know, BYU, yeah, so whoever it, they play this year in the first round, they should get a win. It, it, but it's getting through the round of 32. It's, exactly. That, that is, round of 32 is going to be where it all comes down to matchups. Because it slims out all the double-digit yep. seeds. And yep. you, you're pretty much down to the fine-tuning. By the way, Ibrahama uh, Diallo um, from Central Florida, who was missed a couple games due to undisclosed reasons, uh, will be in the lineup tonight. He averages about 8.6 rebounds a game. I watched him. He actually played his last two years at San Jose State. He's a really good player. Um, I, I've not followed him at Central Florida. I know he was good for San Jose State last the last couple of years. Well, that's good. I'm, I'm glad that we're going to see a couple of fully loaded rosters. I'm just – I'm really glad that Ali Khalifa is back because I think that that really makes a difference for BYU. Have you had a chance to watch much of him just with oh, your, yeah. with your duties? Yeah, no, I the, the DVR has been uh, been working overtime this year. And uh I think I think he's really special. I'm really curious to know if there's potential at next level for him. And I think with some of the vision and you know, he he has shown the ability to get out there and hit outside. I'd like to see just a little bit more of that, maybe a couple more attempts, but his game all around, it's methodical. You know, it's not flashy. Some of his passes are flashy, but the movements aren't flashy. Yeah. But watching me just be so based in the game of basketball, make really good basketball decisions. I love smart basketball players. Um, so the, the other thing that bugs me, outside of the BYU-Baylor game, the the rest of the season is on ESPN+. And it's just like, I hope that in the future there's something better, there's a better option there because I think that's limited everybody's ability to really take in this BYU team that has sparked and hit big. I'm sure there's a lot of BYU fans out there that have bought their ESPN Plus accounts and uh, and, and doing what they've got to do to, to have it on their phones, but it would be nice to have some mainstream coverage of this BYU game or yeah. this BYU team. Yep. But BYU-Baylor will be on the mothership coming up next Tuesday. Hands and Scotty, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Ross, kind enough to hang out with us as we are live here at RGS Exteriors, and there's so many great opportunities for you to adjust how your home looks. Um, trends are changing, and you're changing with them. I mean, all, it's still, what, black and white? Is that what people are doing, or has that changed? And, and what, what, what are the newest trends when it comes to exterior homes? You know, white, uh, white is always good. Black has been very popular. Right, and the mixture of the two has been very popular. Whether or not that continues, uh, we'll see. We'd go to a lot of uh, national conferences with other exterior companies and um, and with our our product manufacturers, and we we get to see the trends um, that are happening usually before they hit locally. But uh, but yeah, the the white facade is is really popular right now. So I think people don't really have a grasp of what you guys can do with your financing. And, and I think that that detours a lot of people from making the call is, well, I just don't have X amount of money to put into the look of my home, or I maybe I need to start saving and then I can do it. But you guys have some 0% options that allows them to not add anything on interest, but gives them a large window to pay off those those fixes, those exterior fixes. Right, and everything's based on um, on your credit, right? So you're gonna, we're gonna work with our financing companies to see what your avail- what's available to you. If you meet a minimum standard, then we can get you zero percent. If you're looking to extend it out a little bit longer, then we can get you a nice rate on that. And 
we're talking less than you can get at, at your local bank. So we can give you all the options. Uh, don't, you know, don't be shy. Don't be scared to find out what it is. It doesn't cost anything for us to come out and, and lay it all out for you. But, yeah, we, we have lots of financing options, including some zero interest um, loans, loan terms. So, well, and that's the thing too, because I think a lot of people are like, well, I'm not, I'm not liquid enough to be able to pull something like that out. Uh, but there are so many options available where you can do it now. You can improve how your home looks and how your, your home performs. And, uh, and then, you know, at 0%, you can, uh, you know, wait for your tax return and things like that and, and knock it out and get it done. But the important thing is, is just get the information right now. As you mentioned, it's not going to cost you a dime to have somebody come out, visualize your home, give you a bunch of different options, see what you're looking at. Right now is the best time to call because we're just getting out of the winter. Uh, we've, we're fully loaded with our installers, with our crews. They're, they're hungry. They're ready to go to work. I mean, we're keeping them busy, but... Uh, we'd love to get some more work on the board for them. Now's a great time. Don't wait till the fall when everybody starts to panic before the weather gets here. Do it now. Get, get someone out there now. Uh, get on our board. 801-280-3110. It's RGS Exteriors. That's 801-280-3110. Call right now. Get on the books. Get that information. It's all right here on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. This is this is DJ and PK. Joined now by Jason Cole, senior writer for the 33rdteam.com. I think one of the most fascinating things about Andy Reid is he doesn't sweat the control of other human beings the way a lot of coaches classically do. There's a lot of coaches out there who would have worried about the fact that Travis Kelsey was dating Taylor Swift. Andy Reid looks at and goes, oh, cool, thanks, Scott. what are we doing? And that's the genius to me of Andy Reid is you let your guys be guys, run them as football players, allow them to be the human beings they want to be. And that's why I think he can sit back and actually enjoy the process of coaching and running games rather than worrying about a lot of stuff that he has no control over. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 to 10. Presented by Murdoch Chevrolet. Proudly serving Utah since 1926. On 97.5, the KSL Zone. It's time to saddle up and talk about the winners and the losers. This is the good, the bad, and the ugly. Now, here's the good. It is your good, the bad, and the ugly. Before we get to the good, let's give away some tickets. It's a Jazz Ticket Tuesday, and your chance to win Jazz Tickets is right now. Be caller number 12 at 801-575-ZOLE, and you'll win tickets to see your Utah Jazz at the Delta Center. Presented by UCCU. Love where you bang. 801-575-ZONE. That's 801-575-ZONE. Caller number 12 gets tickets. You'll see the Jazz and the Lakers at Delta Center on February 14th. Well, speaking of the winners, CBS comes out as a winner. You mentioned this, Scotty, some of the ratings coming out from the Super Bowl. An estimated 123.4 million people watched the Super Bowl. Now, what's interesting about this, 120 million of them watched it on CBS. Only about 3 million plus watched it on either Nickelodeon or streamed on Paramount+. Plus. But the Nickelodeon thing has kind of lost some of its steam and interest, but it's, it's still there, and people are still watching it for some of their different angles, and they're trying to bring kids into the game, and they're 
trying to get a, a, a whole other generation interested in the Super Bowl and finding that team that they love and that they can glom onto and watch. But 120 million watching on CBS, and the number that really blows me away, they figure through all platforms about 202 million people watch the game. And what I'm thinking that they're doing to take that number into account is how many TVs had how many average people watching it to to try to figure out, okay, it's not just homes. It's not just TV sets. How many people are actually watching this event? They believe it to be 202 million. And when you think, what, do we have 330 million in this country? Yeah, something like that. We've got like 330 million Yeah, two out of three people are watching that game. It's absolutely astounding what the Super Bowl has become. Which is why that money spent on those commercials are well worth it, and you better hit on them. Yeah, and, you know, you pay $10 million to Ben Affleck to get him in an orange and white jumpsuit and become the Dunk Kings to promote Dunkin' Donuts. It's worth it, man. And and he's brilliant. And more of, of that coverage has leaked out, and it's hilarious. Him and, and Matt Damon and Tom Brady sitting in the parking lot throwing passes and Ben with his Boston accent being, no, throw it harder. Get out of the way, Matty. <laughs> I mean, those guys are brilliant together. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I don't watch commercials, but you know you see that stuff. So it's it's become the finest dollar to spend if you've got oh, that, yeah. that amount to spend. I mean, honestly, if you're going to go all in on your business and you have the money – a Super Bowl commercial is the way to go. And then you get these dopey ones like the, I don't know, that the app that sells things cheap, Timu or something like that, who's had like four or five commercials in there. And I'm like, I think you missed the boat on that. Yeah, and from what I understand, the, all that is is like a, like a marketing arm, and all it does is gets into your email and floods you with spam. Uh, that's that's the word. Um, is there any way we could get Nate to spring on – a 60-second commercial for the Hanson Scotty show. Uh, yeah. I mean, if we can come up with, you know, a couple million. I think the next time it's on uh, KSL, we'll probably have one. Is that next year? I think that is next year. We did. We, You know, the first year we were here, we got a Super Bowl commercial. Um, yeah, we did. It was a, it was a, a, a quick – but I, I don't want to share. Just I just want the Hanson Scotty. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I just want to get a little bit more. See, Lloyd has to worry about that stuff. I don't have to worry about it now, so I'm with you now. I'm like, <laughs> nope, it's just us. Uh, uh, Alex Curie just shot us a text. He said that JJ was just checking some of the local numbers. 80% of the TVs in Utah had the Super Bowl on. Oh, my goodness. Wow. 80% of the TVs here. Jeez. Yeah, you know, there's plenty of interest across the board. You had Fred Warner and Andy Reid and, you know, you – what is yeah. that? I wonder what that compares with conference. What are the TV ratings on conference? My guess is Super Bowl would be higher than conference. I here. would think so, yeah. But I'd be interested to know that number. So here's what's crazy. Now, so the top 30 TV shows in the history of television in our country, top 30, 29 of them are now Super Bowls. Is it still MASH? I don't know what the one that's. MASH used to be number one forever. I don't know what the, it's probably the, the series finale. I know it held the record for a long time, but now it's out of the top 30, 29 of them are Super Bowls, the entire top 10 Super Bowls. Wow. There's your good. Let's get to the bad.
now the bad. Well, a lot of money changed hands on Super Bowl Sunday. More than $185 million was bet on Super Bowl with the state sports books, the most ever according to an unaudited figures released. That amount eclipsed the previous high, which was a couple years ago, by over $6 million. The state's 182 sports books squeaked out just $6.8 million win on the games. And that's exactly what they're hoping for is that it's, you know, that means you set a pretty good number there. Caesar Sportsbook said the odds on overtime produced the biggest loss of the thousands of prop bets it offered. Sportsbook FanDuel said it took $14 million bets, totaling $307 million on the Super Bowl from 2.5 million active users. Yeah, it took 14 million bets. 14 million bets that total $307 million. There's a lot of VIG those guys are making on that. My goodness. Well, yeah, so the the number that you gave first, the $185.6 million, that was just sports books in Vegas. Yeah. And there's, I think there's 182 sports books. So $185.6 million bet just in sports books. And Vegas comes out of it at $6.8 million. You know, that actually prompted me because Vegas had been in the news because they hosted the Super Bowl to go look at uh, gambling revenue in Vegas. And gambling revenue in Vegas has now taken a back seat to room revenue. And it's actually starting to, like, bite into shares for entertainment. So I was looking at some of the numbers, Scotty. Non-gambling resources have accounted for 75% now of Vegas earnings. 75% non-gambling revenue. So just last year, 2023, MGM Grand in Las Vegas generated only 23% of its $2.3 billion in a single year. Only 23% came from gambling. I would have thought that'd be much higher. Much higher. Caesars in Las Vegas, twenty-seven point six of their one point one billion. Hmm. And which I, MGM is that much more? But but think about this. So MGM holds a lot of the major boxing events. Correct. A lot of the major MMA events. So MGM kind of has the market cornered on some of your biggest sporting events. Again, going back to the sporting world. But I saw the six point eight million i was like that's peanuts for vegas vegas is now making it in rooms they're making it in parking they're making it in shows and sports entertainment yeah i'm talking about the in the hotels and then only 23 to 25 percent is coming from gambling now i wonder what that use number used to be percentage wise bet it was over 50 because remember, because I was reading the amount of comped rooms in Vegas. Do you remember back in our day when we were in college? You know, a couple of us used to get, jump in a car. We'd head to Vegas and play $100 on a table, and we'd sit there and whine about wanting a room, and we'd get a comp room. I was reading a, a note that you now have to go to the furthest extremes in gambling to get the comp room. They're not comping rooms anymore. Because they've got the bodies to fill the rooms. They don't have enough rooms in Vegas. As many as they continue to build and have, they don't have enough rooms. And I, and, and I don't know, you've been to Vegas a few times this year already. And I'm headed down to Vegas for a volleyball tournament coming up in March for my, for my daughter. 
and you can't get a room. No. They are jam-packed, and the room and we you, ended up getting was $220 a night. Yeah, you you used to be able to get, like, a room for 49 59 bucks. And you can't now because no, no. Th- what happened is they brought the world of entertainment to Vegas. It started with gambling, and that's why I, it had to be 50 to 65% at least of what Vegas brought in had to come off the gambling world. But then what Vegas did is they brought all of these events. They brought NASCAR. They brought NFL. They they've brought NHL hockey, and they've brought the world of you know mixed entertainment with different circus acts and, and all the craziness. And now it's about the rooms. You can't get a room. That's why you've seen all the buffets, the the good old fashioned six dollar and fifty cent all you could eat, or the four ninety nine steak and eggs. It's all gone. Because they brought the world of entertainment. Now people are paying high dollars for their room, and they're like, yeah, let's, let's kill them on the meal, too. And, and while they're here, let's get them with their gambling. Yeah. It's crazy. Vegas has. I miss it. I miss old Vegas. <laughs> Vegas has changed their business plan. Never had to pay for parking, either. It's ridiculous. All right, 148, Hans and Scotty, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone, another edition of Whole World News coming up next uh, one, or in the 2 o'clock hour, busy 2 o'clock hour. Bob Nightingale will join us. We'll talk about his uh, latest uh, on the world of Major League Baseball and expansion. There's some good news and there's some bad news when it comes to Salt Lake. We'll get to that coming up at uh, about 2.05, and then at 2.30, David Locke will join us as well. It's right here on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Download the KSL Sports app to get live streaming of your favorite shows. Downloading. Download the latest podcasts and get all the latest breaking news on the teams you can't live without. Everything you need delivered right to your phone. Let's go get them where we can get them. Just search KSL Sports on your app store of choice. Download it now. The KSL Sports app presented by University of Utah Health. Is whole world news on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. We've got, we got the, the whole world in our hands. We've got the whole world in our hands. We've got the whole world in our hands. We've got the whole world in our hands. You've got you and me, brother. Hanson Scotty, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Time for another edition of Whole World News, Hans. All right, so we were talking about marriage proposals the other day. I think we're at Tim Daly Mazda. Yeah. Out with Jake. You remember we were going through some marriage proposal ideas? This guy in England, I think, came up with the most amazing show of love for a marriage proposal that I've ever seen. He simply tattooed. Now, he did it on his upper thigh. I think if I were going to do this, I'd probably do it like on my chest, maybe on a peck. But he tattooed, will you marry me? with a box that says yes and a box that says no, and then she gets to select the box, and then they, they'll tattoo the check mark in the, in the box. I think it's extremely, um, like, redneckish, like, you know, deep woods Idaho-ish, but, man, it's, it's kind of sexy to me. Oh, geez. Uh, it, it says I'm committed to this proposal, 
you know, because once you put that ink in your body, it, you're you're committed. And uh, it, so, would, it would suck to have the no box. Check. So when you get the seven year itch and she's like, you know what? I just I'm not feeling it anymore. It's like, baby, you you checked it. It's it's in my blood. <laughs> so the other one where you do is you get white out and you white out the yes box and then you, you write a new box for the new woman. Because it can, you can just reuse the same messaging for your next potential wife. <sighs> Yeah, I think just, uh, you know what, just a dozen roses, nice little venue, get on the knee. I think that's plenty. So this is what I was thinking. This 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 is my vision of it. I would now, if I could do it again, I would have it tattooed not on my lower back, but kind okay. of kind of upper back, uh, almost Andre Kirilenko, a la the a- dragon. Andre Kirilenko. So I'd have it come across the back, and, and I'd take – my girlfriend at the time, hopefully fiance, to a beach, and I would peel off the shirt and I'd be like, "Hey, baby, could you put some uh, sunscreen on my back?" And I'd lay out across the the, the beach. And, chair. and by the way, people can't see this. You're flexing right now. You're actually like trying yeah. to push out those back muscles. I'd, I'd have it written right out, kind of on the edges of my lats too. And I'd flex out the lats, and I'd be like. What's up, Mom? We'll say you, baby. Go ahead and check that box. You got to admit, man, that would drive a woman up the wall. Uh, like you, your think, fiance or your girlfriend would be like so hot to trot about well, that. Well, I don't know. It depends. Does she have to like peel away the back hair to like see it? Because that might that might not help you in your in in your quest there. Will She's you? like, I can't see it. It's like an Amazon jungle back there, and you're like, did you just kind of part it away a little bit? You'll you'll see it. It's it's a it's kind of a choose your own adventure book, you know. Will you harry me? <laughs> uh what? <laughs> well, that would be even a better advantage. <laughs> she's got the race. She's got the, the clippers. Yeah. And she's be like, baby, grab those clippers. And you'll find your surprise at the bottom. Come over here and shave this back. <laughs> I think you're going to like what you find. <laughs> this is so repulsive. No, I think it's romantic. You talk a big game, but when we were down at that one place and we had people come down and uh, do chest hair for BYU. Yeah, Utah I didn't tickets. like that. I didn't like that. I guess I put the – what I'm doing is putting my feet in the other shoe. If a woman proposed to me by tattooing, will you marry me, like just around her belly button, you know, like let's just say kind of like arcs her belly button, will you marry me, and then, you know, the yes checkbox is right below the belly button, I would think that that is so hot and exciting. I, it, it, the bar's not set that high for you, man. Like anything gets you going. <laughs> All right, Ross is with us. We're live here at RGS. <laughs> Probably good. Tim isn't here right now. How you doing, man? <laughs> doing all right. Don't you think that's a cool proposal, though? You know, not so much. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, to each their own. I, that's that's what I tell my wife all the time. Each their own. <laughs> each their own. All right. So you got an opportunity here to uh, to rework the outside of your home, uh, and and this is you talk about perfect timing. This is about the time you really want to get on the books and get things scheduled, correct? Yeah. No, it's a it's a great time. Uh, we're just coming out of our the winter season, which is usually our slower season, but we haven't ramped up yet. 
people are going to start to think about their spring projects, start to think about what they want to do now that the weather's warming up and, and it's going to get busy. So, you know, beat the rush, you know, try to get something on the books. You know, some of these bigger projects, especially they don't, it's not a, we're going to, we're out there, you know, one week giving the estimate, we're out there the following week doing the work. I mean, these are big projects. They take some planning, it takes a material, custom material usually you have to be ordered in. So some of these projects can take a couple months and you don't want to be on the back end of, you know, that uh, busy season and then have to wait even longer. And then you get into the colder weather. Let's, you know, let's, let's get on the books now and, and get, get you some, get you some remodel or siding or whatever it is that you need done. Let's, let's get that done while the weather's good and it doesn't really affect you. Well, and also, too, I, I think we got to circle back on rain gutters a little bit, too, because I think those are important. Uh, you may have dodged a bullet. We still probably have some more snow coming, uh, but it hasn't been like last year. And if you feel like, oh, you know, you know, we're, we're OK. No, because you get those ice dams and it can cause thousands and thousands of dollars of damage. Right. You know, keeping up on your rain gutter is is something that most people don't think about until they have a major problem. And it's not just uh, it's not just ice. You know, it's buildup of leaves and debris and. We've got a few project products for that. You know, our leaf protection is the best in the business, and it's uh, we have anywhere from a 10-year warranty product to a lifetime warranty product that we can offer. Uh, we can get out there and clean out your gutters, your existing gutters, if they're in good shape. Uh, if we don't need to replace them, we can put a nice little cover on there for you to that you'll never have to clean out your gutters again, and then it'll, it'll keep them nice and safe for you. And you guys are the primary dealer for Hardy, and I think that says a lot. You know that you guys have gone to the lengths to be the primary dealer and i know they love you you've got a great relationship with them that keeps costs low and you guys can put on that siding better than anybody. right so with with hardy we are an elite preferred dealer and we're the only ones uh, locally that that have achieved that and everybody can buy the product but we have a special relationship with hardy and we we have to go through a lot of hoops to become an elite preferred dealer we can't cut corners we have to do everything per hardy spec uh, we can't, you know, substitute some cheaper material here and there when we do those hardy installs. Uh, if we want to be elite preferred, we have to meet their standards, and it's a tough standard. And uh, we're proud to say that we are the only local company that is elite preferred from Hardy themselves. Um, so we, we, uh, we're proud of that, and uh, that's one of our big selling points. Call right now, 801-280-3110. That's 801-280-3110. Get on those books with RGS Exteriors. Coming up next, uh, we're going to switch things up a little bit. Bob Nightingale will join us at 2.30. David Locke will join us next right here on The Zone.